While many elements of history do not change, the teaching of it in American high schools certainly has. We're here with Larry Cuban, Professor Emeritus of Education at Stanford University and author of Teaching History Then and Now, A Story of Stability and Change in Schools. Professor Cuban, welcome to the EdCast. Thank you, Matt. So, Professor Cuban, you come from a background of having taught history yourself many, many years ago. Tell us a little bit about how that experience piqued your interest in writing this book. Uh, well, I began teaching uh, in uh, uh, two urban high schools, one in Cleveland one in Washington, D.C., in the mid-50s through the uh, early 70s, and about close uh, about 14 years of teaching. And uh, I, I was intrigued by the possibility of saying, well, I remember how I taught I kept some records. I still have student uh, artifacts from those years, uh, even grade books. So I was wondering, I wonder what teaching history is like now in those very same high schools that I taught in. And that provides the, uh, uh, the central part of the book, uh, the then and now part of the book. So the, my teaching has influenced an awful lot of uh, how I approach this book. So this is the 1950s and 60s, which was the then, and, and obviously the now is interesting too, looking at those, uh, those schools and the way in which we teach. Just a couple broad takeaways. What, what has stayed the same and what has, what has been the biggest changes? Uh, what has uh, stayed the same is basically the demography of those uh, two high schools between then and now. Uh, they are a low-income minority uh, uh, then and now. Uh, the structure of the schools has remained the same. They're both high schools, grades uh, 9 to 12, although one now is 6 to 12. Uh, so it's an age-graded school. Uh, those structures have uh, remained stable. Uh, what else? Uh, the, some of the changes that I saw were basically uh, uh, that one of the two high schools has shifted to teaching history uh, using primary and secondary sources, while the other high school remained pretty much uh, uh, pretty much the same as when I was teaching there 50 years ago. Uh, those are some of the things that I, uh, I see as similar and what has changed. People probably don't know about the major reforms related to uh, you know, history teaching. You want to share a little bit about the new social studies of the 60s and the new history of the 90s and kind of what that meant writ large sure. for the country? Yeah, uh, there were two national movements to alter the teaching of history, primarily from uh, an primarily the uh, reform movements in the 60s and 90s tried to uh, move the teaching of history from the appreciation of the heritage of the U.S., the Constitution, the political dynamics, to uh, teaching history as a uh, historian. Uh, looks at history using primary and secondary sources. Those were the centerpieces of the 1960s and the more current one that we're still in the midst of right now in the 1990s. And uh, to what degree those have filtered into classrooms is what I take up in the book uh, during the 1970s after that movement uh, waned. 
and then uh, now. So um, uh, what I have found is that for the most part, uh, a small portion of history teachers across the country uh, then and now have uh, adopted these uh, uh, different approaches to the teaching of history. Tell us a little bit about the transition from teaching high school history to essentially becoming a U.S. His, you know a historian on the U.S. education system at Stanford, and about how your own teaching and growth and pedagogy has evolved over the years. Uh, well, that's a nice question. Uh, basically, uh, the uh, teaching. Uh, a teaching history of education uh, and teaching in the Graduate School of Education at Stanford, uh, I use a uh, uh, I use a mix, a hybrid of uh, a teacher-centered and student-centered kind of approach, which is what I was doing in uh, teaching high school, except I adapted to uh, graduate students who are adults. Affected my teaching, uh, the study of the past history of teaching, and uh, at the same time, uh, when I'm dealing at the Graduate School of Education with adult uh, students, uh, I find that both approaches of teacher-centered and student-centered, highly interactive, uh, heavy participation, is the way that I have ended up teaching before I retired. Professor Cuban, you talk about then and now. What about in the future? What about looking forward? Where do you see teaching history going? Is it going in the right direction, or are you optimistic? Uh, I am. Uh, I have a very poor record of predictions. Uh, they're 50-50, no better than uh, many other people. Uh, so I'm hesitant. Uh, if if you look at the future as a uh, as the past having enormous influence on the future, then I would expect a very gradual evolvement of different kinds of teaching, but I would also expect a great deal of stability. So there, the continuing story of stability and change is what I would predict for the future also, and that will be no surprise to any reader, Matt. The name of the book is Teaching History Then and Now. It's by Larry Cuban and talking about a story of stability and change in schools. Our friends at Harvard Education Press would love it if I asked, you know, who would, who's most interested in buying this book and where people can buy the book? Uh, who would be most interested? There are about 60,000 history teachers in the U.S., uh, and I would hope that history teachers would uh, take a look at it. Uh, I would hope that those who are in teacher education uh, in uh, undergraduate and graduate programs who are teaching, uh, preparing teachers for social studies, I hope they would look at it. And of course, I would hope that current uh, policymakers, uh, administrators in uh, public schools across the country who are deeply committed to uh, the teaching of social studies that they would be interested in also. Now, where to get the book? I think, Matt, you ought to tell the readers uh, where to get the book if they want it. The book is available at HEPG.org. That's Harvard Education Press's website. It's a fantastic book. It's got a really great cover, Professor Cuban. I love the half black and white half in color showing the then and the now uh, it's a, a great book and a great piece of writing for anyone interested in this subject thank you very much matt this has been the harvard edcast a production of the harvard graduate school of education i'm your host matt weber thank you kindly for listening <laughs>